two years since we started this. Holy fuck. <laughs> oh my god. You know, you're you're right. Oh my god. I I has it really been two years? I no think way, yeah, actually. next episode next episode is gonna be the uh the two years. Holy so, shit. So. Oh my god, you're right. Yeah, oh my I know. god, you're right. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, I rolled that intro for the first time two years ago and I'm gonna roll it again once more. Good morning. Transcending history and the world, a tale of souls and swords eternally retold. Welcome to the stage of history retold. The mark of my dignity shall scar thy DNA. Welcome back to the final, I should say, show, chapter of the 2022 saga that's being recorded in 2023. I'm Adam. You know, we're capping it off, so I think it works. I think it's fine. We you have know, to sending cap off, off the year. year. So, yeah, it, it works, you know. The, forget about the fact that it's maybe maybe an entire year late, but that's all right. I'm Joe. Hi, everyone. Hi, Adam. It's been a bit. It's been a little bit since we last sat here in this uh, recording booth talking about whatever the fuck comes up in this podcast. But you know how the holidays are. Uh, I don't know about you, but my ass is basically uh, busy all the time during the holidays, as you know. As you know. Yes. So. (laughs) Yeah. But... Shit, how how have things been? Like before we even get into our weeks, how have things been? I don't know. You've been doing all right? I've no, I've been suffering mentally and physically. I told you, man. <laughs> that seasonal depression is late. It has to wait till after Christmas, after New Year's. Once that once it hits January 2nd, dong, the, the angel <laughs> the, of the droning. death. The fucking <laughs> the the skinwalkers appear. All right. Once it hits 11.59 p.m. January 1st, after the New Year's celebrations have been rung in. All right. There's men in the closet and they're trying to tickle my feet when I walk past. (laughs) But other than that, shit, I've been fucking playing a lot of new fucking games, you know. Fuck, I got a lot. I got a lot that I done. But like you, you know, I wonder what you've been doing because you 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 were gone for like two weeks. Yeah, man. I mean, like I said, it was basically all just being with family and like uh, not really having access to my room and therefore my computer for a lot of it. But, you know, uh, as much as as I like uh, might have a problem with that, at the end of the day, it's still family that I'm with. So, like, I can't really be too upset about the fact that I'm blessed enough to be able to spend this time with family, you know, so. Um, I'm not too, not too upset about things. I mean, I, I I do apologize for the fact that, well, you know, I was MIA, but you know, you you know how it is. You know how it is. Yeah, shit happens, man. Yeah, yeah. Is that it? There's nothing else you did besides be with family. That's like it. There's nothing else. I mean, that's 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 basically what's been eating away at my time. Wow. (laughs) So yeah, shit. I haven't really been. Up to a whole lot, but 
I feel like I feel like you know we can get a little bit further into that. Like what what's been up with you, Adam? What's what's been going on in like in this world of Adam? Like what you've been up to uh, in and out day. I've in, been day up out. to like, way too much up? that it could take up at least a half hour of the podcast. And Just, what, what where the problem at? Where the problem at? All right, all right, all right. All right, all right. <laughs> so I bought and played. Modern Warfare 2, all right? And I played the whole thing. I played the campaign. I played a bunch of multiplayer. I played the raid, all right? I put twice, which is rare for me, considering I usually never have anyone to fucking play games with, all right? Yeah, anyway. Fair. <laughs> Sorry, it made me laugh. Um, no. Dog, I, I, I'm the exact same way, dog. I I get it. Yeah, I, I get fucking it. bet you are, you motherfucking <laughs> bastard. I oh, bet you oh, are. Oh, what? Because uh, because I have like two days that I actually like get to hang out with it's people. Okay. I'm it's all okay. of a sudden fucking it's popular. Okay. Come hey, on, it's, uh, come it's on. Okay. You've been popular. For, you've been popular yeah. for six years. All right. <laughs> Anyways, though, yeah, Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare. All right. The raids are are, are cool. Oh, it's good. Oh, it's so good. You do not. I mean, I'm pretty sure you do because you play raids all the fucking time. But like the satisfaction that I specifically felt because I'm the one who figured out the raid puzzles and how to beat them. Me by myself. When I had two other people with me, shit was popping. All right. Hell yeah. Right now, there's only one chapter of the raid. It's going to be a five-chapter uh, like story expansion by the time it's done. Uh, but all you do is you get your fire team with three people, and you you drop in, and it's simple. All right. Fuck me. I, I, was, I, I fucking destroyed that thing. I crushed it. Like, <laughs> the, I saw a video of, like, a bunch of Call of Duty veterans playing it. They beat it in, like, 110 minutes. And, like, we were down by, like, 20 minutes on our first time playing the raid. So damn like that shit's <laughs> crazy because I figured it out because I used my mental powers to figure out how to operate the raid. All right. But yeah. yeah, it's actually really good. I'm surprised that Activision, that Infinity Ward were able to develop something that actually makes me satisfied to have played it and wanted to play it again, you know, because they haven't done that in years. So <laughs> uh, shit, where else do I start? The campaign? Uh, the campaign was fine, I guess. Uh, nowhere near the level of quality of the original Modern Warfare 2 campaign. Uh, and that's for a variety of reasons. Uh, for one, they like pretty much neutered a bunch of characters. Like General Shepard. Right? They made him more realistic, I'll give him that much. Because the whole crux of the plot is that the United States military made a fucking oopsie-whoopsie and misplaced some nukes. All right? Which... You know, if you're familiar with, you know, the United States military, they do make a lot of oopsie whoopsies and the world has lost about 30 nukes. All right. So have fun thinking about that when you try to go to sleep. There's 30 (laughs) nukes that are unaccounted for globally. All right. Besides that, though, uh, it's just like he looks weird now. Like he's got like a bald head. He looks like a regular politician, you know, and I'm like, uh, what is this? You know, this is weird. Mm Uh, but like the plot just isn't isn't anywhere near as strong. They did the characters though. The characters are better, you know. They gave soap actual character and they gave ghost actual character. 
But I didn't like them because they were characters. I liked them because they were cool. But you know what? To each their own. And finally, the little kids who weren't even around for the original Modern Warfare 2 can say that they've, you know, played Modern Warfare 2. I guess. That's crazy to think about. <laughs> I saw a TikTok where some dude was explaining why the new ghost is different from the old ghost. And one of the comments like that he like liked and replied to was like, you know, we got to remind new fans because not all of them were around. I'm like, motherfucker, I was around. I was in like the third grade telling pe- telling grown ass men, you know, to suck my dick and eat my balls, you know, <laughs> and now I'm, you know, a high school graduate with a job who tells other grown men to suck his dick and eat his balls. You know what I mean? <laughs> so much changes, but yet so little. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, some things change. Others don't. All right. Listen. All right. But like nothing feels more satisfying than hopping into Call of Duty multiplayer, absolutely doodooing on people, and then talking shit to them after. That is still fun. The community is still toxic. I love it. And I say that completely unironically. The community is the best part about this game. I was playing this at, on New Year's at midnight, all right? And the minute it switched is when the game ended, everyone hopped in the fucking lobby to GG's and happy fucking New Year. That's the Call of Duty community I know. That and then oh, immediately yeah. in the next game, everyone's calling each other niggers, all right? <laughs> that is the Call of Duty community. Oorah! Damn. <laughs> I'm so serious. Just dropped it in the middle of the conversation, bro. It's ca- hey man, when you're playing Call that, of Duty, is anything con. is possible. It's that's con. true. That's con, yeah. Like, but like, fuck, I I still like it. I still love it. It's still, you know, a fun game to play. But the problem is, you know, that the game is fun, uh, but everything else about it is not. You know. Infinity Ward stopped trying to make good games like a long time ago, you know, Um, and by a long time ago, I mean, 2019 specifically, that's the year where everything changed. That's when the skill based matchmaking, that's when the Fire Nation attacked. That is when the skill based matchmaking shit like really popped off. That is when everything became bad. (laughs) And the reason why everything became bad is two words. It's two simple little Teeny tiny itty bitty words. You know what they are? What they be? Sentinel gameplay. All right. And I explained this to you right before the podcast went on the air about what Sentinel gameplay was. And I mentioned this in that YouTube video that I uploaded. Um, what Sentinel gameplay is. But Sentinel gameplay is, in no uncertain terms, a l- more politically correct term for camping. Like that's what it is. All right. And I know you refuse to believe that Call of Duty has gotten worse. You know what I mean? Considering you have the absolute worst takes on skill based matchmaking, period, especially since you don't play Call of Duty like that these days. But I do. I still play it every year. All right. Against my will, but I still do it. All right. Say against your will, but you purchase it every single year. Precisely. That's what we call (laughs) deflecting the blame. I don't have to feel so bad about what I do with myself. Besides that, though, <laughs> God damn it, I keep knocking my pop filter off. Um, oh, besides damn. that, though, right? Mm-hmm. Here's the here's the here's a little here's a little issue. Okay, the maps and the what what is it? The progression of weapons and unlocks and are did I mention the maps? 
and the time to kill and the time to kill and pretty much everything your equipment your skills your kill streaks all essentially incentivize you to do nothing right you are told by the game like and rewarded for sitting in a corner all right and i don't mean that just to be like inflammatory and to be like you know salty i mean that literally the devs have literally said infinity ward has literally said we want to make a game where every playstyle is a valid option right which is a noble goal i understand that as a developer you want every player to be able to play any way they want right that's a that's a normal thing but the problem is sitting in a corner in a game series where everyone wants to rush around you know what i mean and sprint and fire is counterproductive you know what i mean and so you give players the tools not only to sit down and kill people with one pull of the trigger but give them tools to know when other people are walking into their trap you know what i mean makes mm-hmm. it worse camping has always been a problem in call of duty because someone's doing it right but the issue is back in the day you needed to actually pay attention for when people were running at you right but nowadays you have portable radars you can throw on the ground to give you a little area of effect where you can ping people you have the footstep audio which is way too fucking high you have fucking flashbangs that blind you for like five seconds remember how bad the payday flashbangs were they're worse oh in this god game. yeah they are worse <laughs> in this game worse especially when you plan oh, maps like Jesus. shipment when you plan maps like shipment depending on the enemy team if they're really ass it'll just be non-stop flashbang 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 it's it's fucking insufferable right you fucking <laughs> give people guns from the last modern warfare game that were that were literally yelled at by the community for being unbalanced and you bring them back still unbalanced into this new game, you know, you fucking essentially destroy people's ability to rush by making every, pretty much every attachment decrease your ADS speed. Right. Which, which, you know, I know you would probably be like, well, you know, having attachments have pros and cons is good because it means that you have to put more thought into it, which is, probably the intention which is probably the intention right but if you take a look at the attachment list and look at the cons across every attachment 86 percent of the time which is a number that i'm totally inventing but pretty much every attachment has a (laughs) con which is it lowers your ads speed right and it lowers it by 0.5 but every time you add an attachment that lowers your ads speed that 0.5 gets bigger and bigger and eventually you're aiming like 15 to 20 percent slower than the person you might be fighting and that can instantly get you killed which let's not forget runs sprint speed and ads speed are the two things most needed in order to play like play like a rusher you know what i mean mm-hmm. so it's like they really don't want you doing that, right? And it's not it's it's not helped by the maps because the maps are designed in a specific way. I remember you mentioned this in I think the Twitter conversation, right? Where like Call of Duty maps are usually three lanes. That's that's Treyarch maps, dude. That's Treyarch. They're the ones who may, who popularized the three lane map layout with with constant different routes and you know a, a actually good and decent sense of map flow, right? But Infinity Ward with Modern Warfare 2019 and 2022 don't understand that concept. And so every map has like 
just multiple power positions, multiple powerful sight lines, meaning that both teams can get a powerful fucking lead over the other one. You know what I mean? But what that means is that if everyone has power positions and everyone's making power plays and doing power moves and using power weapons, none of it becomes powerful anymore. You know what I mean? And the few people that like me and like the ones who are yelling about the fucking matchmaking want to do is we just want to run around like it's the old days all right and it's not helped by the fact that call of duty really wants to bring in advanced movement and still doesn't know how to do it because listen i as many people as many people make the arguments for it advanced movement has no place in call of duty it doesn't it's not an advanced movement shooter all right it feels to me like the only shooter left that doesn't have advanced movement is fucking halo right and that's upsetting that only one game series has managed not to include fucking slide cancels and fucking bunny hops and fucking whatever the fuck else. It, that's not needed in Call of Duty. Because when I'm playing like shipment, you know what I mean? And I'm trying to get my weapon kills for I'm trying to get like a specific type of weapon kill for my fucking camo attack, uh, my camo grind. All right. What I don't mm-hmm. want to see is a dude fucking sliding around a corner and murdering my fucking entire team because this dude's playing with like a fucking controller with back paddles and is hopped up on fucking G Fuel. All right. <laughs> That's just not what I'm here for. Call of Duty is not a game that I purposely try to sweat in. All right. I can get some good gameplays. If you watch my fucking YouTube video, I was dropping fucking mad Katie. My Katie was like 2.1 at the bare minimum. All right. But the issue is that the game just doesn't care, all right? It's that the game is built for little Timmy to pop off and feel good by sitting in a corner, then he'll steal his mom's credit card to go buy microtransactions in the store. That's the root of every problem. The maps suck, the guns are fucking weird, and everything sucks in order to incentivize you to sit down, get a fucking, like a fucking 20 and 3 sitting in a corner and buy something in the fucking shop, in the item shop. That's what the game's built for. It's not that, you know, the matchmaking sucks because it does because it only factors in your your recent performance, which means if you pop off, you're going to get put in a lobby full of fucking campers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But the reason why it sucks is because it's made to get you to spend. That's why it's bad. There, People can cope with any other reason, but that's the biggest one. No one gives a fuck that the pro players have shitty matchmaking. I don't give a fuck that the pro players have shitty matchmaking. I don't give a fuck that there are pro players at all. All right? The issue is that they have made the game as psychologically gripping as possible to make you buy microtransactions. That's the problem. You can fucking walk around with a riot shield and have no hitbox in the front and bash people to death and get your free kills and run around with a knife and get your free kills. You know what I mean? In order for you to go feel good enough about yourself to spend money. The discussion with skill-based matchmaking starts and ends with capitalism. That's it. (laughs) There's no issue to discuss. It is they want to make money we are too willing to give them money. Therefore, they will do anything they can to get it from us. It's that fucking simple. I said this the day I got Modern Warfare 2. People pay $70 every year just to camp. Why? Just in a corner and camp. Yeah. <laughs> Why? It's because it feels good. It makes your monkey brain feel nice. 
all right? But me, I get a big fucking rush from playing, like, hardpoint, you know what I mean? And, and ending the game with, like, three minutes on the fucking hardpoint. That's where I get my fucking rush from, is knowing that I did the most. I played a game of domination before we even hopped in this bitch. I had 36 defends, which is, like, 15 higher than the person with the next most amount of defense on both teams. 36. Damn. Why? Because I fucking, I run with my gun, I play my objective, I fucking drink my beer, I smoke my pot, and I get the fuck off, all right? That is what I do. That is how I engage with Call of Duty. I'm not a fucking pro player. I don't give a fuck about the advanced movement. I just like running, aiming, shooting, and smoking. That's it. That's my entire enjoyment with COD. And and I'm not going to lie. There have been a lot of times where I found a lot of fucking times where I could find that shit, all right? The time to kill is high. High risk, high reward. I use quick fix. I use stims. I use battle rage. I keep myself in the fight as long as I fucking can. And it's fun. But you know what's not fun is fucking people taking this game way too seriously. That's the issue. It is not just the game is bad. All right. But it's that the community is bad, too. And I just put over the Call of Duty community earlier by being like, you know, GG's. We all fucking hopped in there and said Happy New Year. All right. But. A game can only do so much to control how you play it, especially when you're given multiple options. And when your only option, and when you as a player pick to sit in that corner or pick to just crouch around with your headphones turned all the way up so you can kill anyone who runs past you and pre-aim and pre-fire every corner and spam flashbangs and grenades, you know what I mean? That's no longer the dev's fault, it's yours for doing it. All right, it's the dev's fault for making it way too powerful to do that in the first place, all right? But it's your fault for doing it as a community member. And no one is going to be impressed by your performance in a random fucking TDM game. Because if you approach every TDM game with that fucking approach, they're all going to feel the same. And that's what people are complaining about. Their games always feel the same. Why? Because you keep playing them the same fucking way. That's why. Because you keep smelling the syrup. That's why. (laughs) The problem is not just the developers. It's also the community. All right. I understand the frustrations about matchmaking because I have them too. I understand the frustrations about the maps because I have them too. I understand your frustrations about the game and the weapons. I have them too. But there's also frustration for the players because the players choose to do this shit. The players choose to sit behind doorways with the doors closed and their guns aimed at them. Like if people stopped doing it, it wouldn't be a problem anymore. Like I'm just saying, if you guys want the matchmaking to not feel like shit and want it to go back to the old days, then stop camping. Then stop. Like it's not that hard. Just be like me. Run around with your SMG or assault rifle and then your rocket launcher on the back. Use Semtexes and Stims and fucking anything to keep you in the fight as long as you can without sitting in a corner and you'll be fine. That's what I do. Your KD isn't even public anymore. She didn't even be worried about it. I'm not worried about so it. My KD, my KD is uh. above one. I don't give a shit anymore. All right. My, as long as it stays above that one, I'm fine. All right. I'm a I'm an, I'm an above average Call of Duty player. All right. Like that's how it is. But it gets. But I start to think less of that, less of my skill when I'm paired up against people who do nothing but sit mounted on fucking cover. You know what I mean? And just camp sightlines. It's a thing. I leave like three out of every 10 Call of Duty games I join. Why? Because I just don't want to deal with that. You know? Sure, it counts as a loss on my record and my win loss is low, but I don't give a shit. 
I want to run around the map and pop off. I don't want to fucking sit in the fucking lobby and, and have to treat this like it's fucking Rainbow Six. That's not what I'm here for, you know? If I, wanted, tact- take, if I, if I wanted to play a tactical shooter, I'd play Rainbow Six. I'd play Ghost Recon, you know? And I do play Ghost Recon. Don't play Rainbow Six, but you know what I mean? I, I have other places to get that tactical fix, all right? It's just that. There, there's a there's a genre of games that I really enjoy excelling in. They're called fighting games. That's where I get my really like you know my real like progression fix from, my real getting better at something fix from. Call of Duty is a fun game that I play to have fun with my friends, you know, my little brother. So it's a community issue and it's a developer issue. It's mostly developer issue, but the community also has to make the choice to not do it. So that's my take on Modern Warfare Two. Good, 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 good game. But a lot of issues with both the uh, monetization and the general gameplay loop. Um, shit, other than that, fucking, uh, fucking kept playing more Metal Gear Solid Five. You know <laughs> that game is good. I don't know what else to say about it. It's a fucking amazing game. But yeah, I've I've spent a lot of time playing Call of Duty. Oh, I also played Need for Speed Unbound. Don't like it. You don't uh, like it, really? No, no. They kind of fucked with the game in really weird ways. Not just the art style, uh, but the art style is is an issue because it's only the characters and like to the the cars that that look like that, and not the regular world. So it ends up looking Wait. like four, it, no, 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 no. I'm so serious. It looks like the. <laughs> it looks like if you took the Fortnite anime characters as they are and put them in GTA Five. It looks so weird. That is a very odd decision. Why didn't they stick with a consistent art style in that case? I don't know. Well. I don't. I would have rather it been all anime or all realistic. I, I don't like the midway. All right, you know what the midway mm. does is it means that your character customization is fucked. Need for Speed Heat had some incredible character customization. Like it was incredible. All right, like you couldn't like customize like the you know your character like individually. You know what I mean? But like the clothing mm. options and all that other shit was incredible. This time, cool. yeah. this time, nah, you only got like half the options, uh, which is unfortunate. Lame. Yeah, and you don't get like, infinite yeah, restarts uh, anymore. You only get like four if you're playing on regular difficulty, which is weird to me. I don't understand that at all. It doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, I do get that you don't really see your character for most of the gameplay, but still, to like, what is the point of cutting down on customization from uh, one game to another? I just kind of sound silly. The customization isn't even paid for. It's not even a microtransaction anymore. It's just like not there. Period. So, (laughs) so dumb. Yeah, they also they also uh, made you not be able to get infinite restarts anymore, which I find is a little unfortunate. You know. You mean like restarting a track? Yeah, you like can't restarting do, a race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't do that anymore. You only get limited restarts. A feature that is in literally, literally every, every racing game. Racing yes, game yes, yes. Yeah, you only get four on normal difficulty, one on hard, and ten on easy. And the the only way to reset them is to like completely end your in game day, which means that you can't like go to your garage and switch from day to night and get more of them. No, you have to switch from night to day. What and like and like it, it gets even weirder because not it's not only not the only thing tied to the weird ass calendar system but like certain races aren't available on certain days which means like if you're in like the powers the skill level for a certain race you have to either do it you have to do it the day it's available at the time of day it's available otherwise you have to completely recycle the whole fucking in-game calendar in order to get back to that day of the week to do it 
What the actual shit? Dude, uh, Heat's systems were nowhere near this convoluted, needlessly convoluted, like at Heat all. Heat is incredible, all right? Listen, I will give Unbound this much credit. I like the world design, and I like how the art style benefits, like, that feeling of speed. Because you do feel very fast. And hitting, like, a um, a boost nitrous and, like, you know, jumping off a big ramp and seeing the wings come out of your car and shit, it's cool, right? But, like, the actual racing is so much... You're not, like, like here's the, 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 the weirdest thing, okay? You're not supposed to win every race in this game, which I get it. Yeah. That's what you want to do. But in literally every other racing game for the past 25 years, you're supposed to place first in every single one. So breaking that mental conditioning has been nigh on impossible. And so I just decided not to play anymore, you know, because if you don't want me to win first place, then why am I playing this? You know what I mean? That's the objective of a race is to win. All right. And the rubber banding for the AI is so much worse in this one. Oh like, god, it was already pretty bad in heat. I can't imagine how bad so it is in that game. So much worse. Oh and god. I, and I just I just I honestly this is my recommendation, go play Need for Speed Heat. It's better <laughs> in every way possible. God. Yeah, I mean, I I haven't really played too much of Heat. Like, I have played a decent amount, but all of this just is giving me reason to continue playing Heat and not even get Unbound, Yeah, honestly. just play Heat. Go download a fucking emulator. No matter of fact, don't even download an emulator. Hot Pursuit Remastered is on sale right now for, like, less than $5 on PlayStation. Go buy that. That's a remaster yeah, of, like, actually. the best Need for Speed. So I don't know about the best, but it is definitely up there. It is definitely it's, up it's, there. It's you top three. It's top three. Yeah. Because like, because like, because like, there's like carbon and underground and most wanted. You know what I mean? Like, there's a, like Need for Speed was really on a tear before 2010. All right, let's be real here. Yeah, yeah, honestly, yeah. But just go play Heat. That's my recommendation. Go play Need for Speed Heat. <laughs> just don't, go play Heat instead. Don't waste your time. So, another thing yeah. that I saw was it was it, it was. Fully priced at the next gen price at seventy dollars. I paid for speed game. I I I bought it on sale. It was on sale for Christmas, so I I paid Mm -hmm. a little less than full price. But Jesus, was that game disappointing? Like it's set in like fake Chicago, which is cool, but like, dude, why did why is Heat better? Like, man, (laughs) (laughs) like why is the game before just like straight up superior in every way at least from what you're telling me it does not make sense i don't get it i don't really (laughs) like they regressed or something like i like i get why they give you limited restarts because you're able to play side bets at the start of a race you know what i mean but like Mm -hmm. i would rather that not be there like genuinely Give me my infinite restarts. Like, come on. Yeah. Sometimes you just get off to a bad start in a race. You know what I mean? It's a fucking video game. I'm not playing online. Who's going to know? You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. Fucking, you know what game has infinite restarts and good world design and great cars and a decent story? Midnight Club Los Angeles. <laughs> and Heat 2. Heat 2. Yeah. Dude, Midnight, Midnight Club Heat Los Angeles. So fucking good. Please Midnight bring it Club back. 3 Dub Edition Remix. Come it's on. never gonna happen, but oh, like, we will never see the that. light of day on another fucking uh, Midnight Club game. 
<laughs> not unless we decide to wait 20 years for Red Dead Redemption 3, which, hey, I'm fine with if it means we get another Midnight Club because it's been like <laughs> a long ass time. <laughs> Please. It really has been, dude. Like, damn. Now, now, that, now, you, now that you mentioned that game, I just kind of forgot like, like, how good it you was. Know what I would, you know to... what suffice for me? I would I would mm. take a full remaster of MCLA with the fucking PSP content put in the game. Because I don't know if you played yeah. that game on the PSP, yeah. but the PSP had incredible content. They had a whole other map. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It was fucking uh, like hmm. uh, Dub Edition, right? I think that's what it was called. Uh, I think or so. Was that a different version? No, no, no. no. Dub Edition is MC, uh, is Midnight Club 3. Ah, okay, 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 okay. So, yeah. I yeah, mean, the PSP version, LA Remix on the PSP. That one had the oh, one okay, where if okay. you like, if you do pretty much, if you like beat the game, you get to go to Japan. You know what I mean? You get to go to Tokyo for like a, a bunch of select races. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which is cool. So it's like, and they had like, I think they had like different cars. You know what I mean? It's like, damn. Yeah. If if MCLA PSP got combined with MCLA Complete Edition, then uh, we then we'd be fine. Then I'd live. I'd I'd I'd, I'd be fine with that. The true definitive experience of a game. You know, I know uh, a game developer who could combine both a console and portable version of their games. But you know, I don't. I don't think I'll say their names here. You sure? Uh, <laughs> you know, I wonder if it could be uh, Atlas uh, combining the oh, contents of yeah, baby. portable. But, that you know. is that is anyway. That is like just Anyways. barely a week away. You know. Yeah, uh, for some reason the pre-orders still aren't up. Like I, I know that like this is just coming completely out of yeah, nowhere. Yeah, it's still but just announced. It. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's like no, it's not just announced. Old ass game. Let me pre-order it on my PlayStation. Damn it! I already own it for like everything else. Please. For real so, though. For real. No, quit. Yeah, Atlas, you're fucking up. Um, <laughs> one last thing. So yeah. I spent the holiday like at my mom's place. All right, with my little brother, we were all there. And, like, pretty much every night I would get toasted and me and my brother would watch, like, movies. And Mm -hmm. for some reason on HBO Max, they have, like, all the Scooby-Doo and WWE crossover movies. And no shit. No (laughs) shit. They had both of those and they had the Surf's Up one. All right. And me and my brother, we watched all three of those and they were so fucking awful. I I have no (laughs) words for just how funny they were because they were so bad. I got to watch a an otter version of Vince McMahon sip milk out of a fish's ass with a straw. All right, <laughs> that <What? laughs> those words do not belong in the same sentence. None of those words were in the Bible. All right, <laughs> like where is this shit? This is this is what I'm talking about. Make sure I put this in the right fucking channel. There we go. Yeah, this is a screenshot. Ooh. Sipping milk out of a fish's you're, ass. You're lying, dog. No, that's There's a real no screenshot. Way. I watched that. All right. Some fucking how you watch that, yeah. <laughs> they were so bad, it was almost, it was almost the funniest thing I'd ever seen. Almost. <laughs> almost. Yeah, if it was, was actually it maybe good. It was hilarious, though. It was funny. <laughs> Anyways, besides that, that's pretty much everything I've done. It's been 40 minutes. So, is it already? Damn. Yeah, I know. It's weird. 
Uh, well, then, shit. <laughs> yeah. What have you been <laughs> up to? No, that's not You know, um, if, if those 40 minutes are going to be taken up by what's been going on with your week, I think that's for the better. Because honestly, uh, while I've been gone, I have not really been up to much, like, Since at all. I can breathe for the first time. Yes. <laughs> uh, but really, really, though. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, while, while we've, uh, you know, been on a temporary hiatus from the podcast, I haven't really been up to much because, uh, well, you know, it was the holidays and a lot of that time was spent with family, and which is all, always a good thing in my book because, uh, well, I, I love my family, and I'm lucky to have a a, a good family for the most for the most part. With an asterisk, yeah, you know, <laughs> you, you know how it be, you know how it be. Yeah, for the most part. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, we just like really went out a lot, and you know, went out to go eat, or like we were out like driving, going to a bunch of different places. Uh, nothing really of note there, really. Uh, in terms of like my personal interests that I've been up to, I mean, uh, I recently picked up uh, Borderlands Two, and uh, I I know that I, I I am fully aware that this game is over a decade old at this point, which is fucking crazy to me because I still remember back to the days where I was sitting down on my 360 playing Borderlands Two. Um, <laughs> Even as I say it now, it, it still feels kind of surreal that it that, that it was a decade ago. Um, yeah. But I, I picked up Borderlands Two, and I really forgot how good uh, this game was. Uh, I, I would say that this game is the definitive looter shooter. Like, the there's nothing that really one. comes close to it. <laughs> if you, like, if you're if you're to ask me, you're not wrong. You're not wrong in a lot of ways. But you know, if if, if I were to like yeah. give this game the seal of approval it would earn it with flying colors because it's held up even all these years really well i mean uh i i guess what what kind of like set me off is the the recent perception of borderlands has not been so great i don't know if you really like keep up with it i do oh i I definitely do yeah listen uh gearbox is never going to be able to beat the memes all right (laughs) <laughs> like the gearbox software fucking writing meme that's never going away yeah yeah fucking um their games getting progressively fucking more and more you know uh focus on getting your money from you yeah absolutely yeah and then i feel like a lot of that started here with borderlands 2 because this game has so mm-hmm. much dlc not that i ever like remembered any of this dlc because i've only ever played uh the vanilla version so like all of this is really like not new to me because I'm <laughs> fully aware of how he- uh, Gearbox has been operating for the last I don't know seven years. Whenever the hell Borderlands Three came out, I don't know at this point. If it was seven years ago, I'm gonna fucking kill myself. No, it, w- it was definitely more recent than that. It was probably like five years ago, four years ago. I don't know, but the point is that like I'm I'm fully aware of how Gearbox operates. It'll be four but... years ago in September. Jesus, damn. <laughs> wow, uh, I I very much remember when that game came out, and everyone. Uh, you, oh, we we know someone that was actually like really big into it. Fucking, uh, you know, I don't know if you're gonna censor names here, but uh, Zaven. I don't know if you fucking remember. He was like really big into it for a while. I, know. I was gone for that. I was gone for <laughs> I was gone. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, but yeah. Uh, 
it, it's just the recent perception of the Borderlands franchise has really uh, like tainted how I view it. But going back and playing this game in 2022 and now 2023, uh, it's it's really good. Uh, <laughs> and I, I, I don't really know how else to like say it i mean the the campaign it, 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 borderlands is a game whether uh hold on let me borderlands is a game that you either like or you don't there's not really an in between like you can you can either really be into like the the whole like narrative and the story and the sometimes admittedly bad jokes uh and like really cringy shit that's in here sometimes uh, you're either into it or you're not and how i look at it i, I just don't take it seriously <laughs> like I, I i see no reason to like really take this franchise seriously because it does it, it itself does not take it seriously uh so you know i i i borderlands has just been this game that i've always just enjoyed for the experiences that it brings and not uh for the game itself if that makes sense um and going back and playing this game again has really surprised me uh looking at how things are nowadays in like the looter shooter space not that it's like a predominantly big one or like important one i would say but uh it's really it's it's weird looking at a game that has started a genre that is that has been known to kind of uh not really respect your time right yeah um because like looking at destiny looking at warframe looking at uh division uh all these other fucking looter shooters in in, in this in the space right now uh, a lot of them are designed to do exactly that waste your time but Borderlands doesn't really care. Like, Borderlands just uh, prioritizes fun over, like, uh, making you redo the same boss 17 times just in hope for a drop that might be good or might not be good. Because in Borderlands 2, uh, it, basically every drop is is, is is good. Like, yeah, there there is, like, the grind of getting this loot to drop in the first place but it, it it is not so bad to the point that you don't uh or that you're like it it is not so bad to the point where you're purposely like grinding it just for the drop you're yeah, playing it because yeah. it's 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 fun like <laughs> the game is fun like the, the gunplay, gunplay yeah. exactly exactly unmatched. like it's 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 cool it's fun i i mean i've put in like i can check on steam right now uh 33 hours in the last two weeks and i'm just now getting through the like new game plus i guess because it has uh three difficulties i don't know if you remember but it has a normal true vault hunter mode and then ultimate vault hunter mode and uh i'm kind of uh split on whether or not i should like actually you know find these bosses to go farm for loot or uh you know get to like the last tier first because the last tier or the last difficulty is when like uh when your drops like actually matter and you know for an rpg uh for a looter shooter 
FPS RPG, however you want to categorize it. Um, it's kind of like the whole point of it. It's to like see how far you can go with like these wacky builds for your character and like these cool guns that you have. So I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of waiting. I'm, I'm just going with the main story right now to like uh you know get my levels up but maybe when i finish it i'll decide on whether or not i just want to like go through with the dlc or not or just go straight into like new game plus plus ultimate vault hunter um but yeah it's it, it's just this game is just so fun uh it's gunplay is not the best i still think that uh borderlands 3 has better gunplay but that's really all borderlands 3 has <laughs> over borderlands 2 speaking of another game that has a uh, predecessor better than it fucking uh we, we, how we were talking about uh heat and unbound earlier yes borderlands 3 to borderlands 2 it's the same thing they somehow uh devolved they somehow regressed in in a lot of ways i don't understand how that works because you know almost like you're making a new game to or a new entry to a franchise to you know improve upon the experience and improve upon the game that you already made but i don't know i'm not a game dev i'm not going to pretend to understand how it works even though like it mostly just comes down to capitalism but anyways it always uh, comes down to fucking capitalism (laughs) every fucking time yeah it's 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 capitalism uh god anyways uh yeah uh just borderlands is 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 it's basically what i've been saying from the start borderlands 2 is a really fun game and if you're at all interested or are already playing uh these looter shooters that are currently out in the market right now do yourself a favor and go play borderlands 2 you'll uh, you'll finally understand what it feel or how it feels to have a game respect your time and also be fun. Like mm-hmm. I, I know that's a wild, uh, like a, a foreign experience and a foreign emotion foreign for you all. Exactly, it's a foreign concept for uh, every everyone playing a looter shooter n- uh, nowadays. But it, it, it's there; those experiences are there in Borderlands too. So. Um. Yeah, that's that's just I, I I I just forgot how good Borderlands Two was. Honestly, that's great. Um. Uh. Yes, and that's 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 basically basically like all of <laughs> what I've been up to during this week. Uh, a lot of Borderlands, and of course, a lot of Final Fantasy fourteen. That's 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 a surprise to absolutely no one. Yeah, as per usual. <laughs> uh, More Final Fantasy. In. Yeah, I bet you've never seen this one coming. I felt a little oh, wild today. Never, never, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, but you know, uh, of fourteen, uh, just been doing more raiding and leveling up some more jobs because I normally do not play healer uh, in fourteen. I do not find healers to be all that fun. And although that's just uh, you, nigga. <laughs> no, I mean that's the thing, though. That's that, just like, you, nigga. Any other game. I always like being uh, a support or like a healer of some sort. <laughs> Forgive me for laughing. Forgive me for laughing. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I had to like clear my throat. Um, I, I do normally play like the support and the healer in like most other games that offer that, but in fourteen, it's just 
I don't know what it is about it. I don't know if it's that, like, maybe I just don't understand healers. Maybe I'm just, uh, like, maybe there's just something that I'm missing. But uh, from the healers that I've leveled so far, um, I just, I don't really care. Uh, it's not a fun experience. Um, there is, the, the one healer that I can say that I thoroughly enjoy is Astrologian. Uh, astrologian i don't really know how it's pronounced it's spelled uh i, I feel like i the the devs at some point have said how how to pronounce it but i just i for war sorry uh, <laughs> uh astrologian is the one healer i say that i can enjoy and that's only because it basically has Yu-Gi-Oh cards where you have like Holy a deck of cards that you draw every like 30 seconds and uh, you can, like, apply those to your party members so they do more damage. And, like, that's pretty cool. That's pretty fun. Like, you know, I'm fucking drawing cards in the middle of combat and summoning an Arcana to, like, boost my uh, my Samurai's damage or something. Like, that. the, the identity of the job is pretty cool. And uh, I'm lucky that the actual gameplay for the job is fun as well. Uh, just... The other healers like Scholar and Sage and White Mage, uh, just, eh, just don't. They just don't do it for me, sadly. And uh, I think that's fine. I think that's uh, perfectly fine. I don't think that every job has to appeal to what I like, uh, because you know, a millions of other people play this game. And you know, if there's if there's a job that someone really likes. That is good for them, bro. Like, and enjoy that job to, like, to whatever extent you'd like. Uh, just for me personally, like, uh, a lot of these healers just don't do it for me. Um, and I guess that last point of like letting people enjoy the jobs that they want uh, is kind of uh, a topic <laughs> in the community right now because uh, a lot of, uh, not a lot, but. Uh, a few jobs uh, have been announced to be getting reworks, which are uh, Paladin, Dragoon, and actually Astrologian. So, you know. <laughs> uh, and ever since uh, the beginning of Endwalker, people have been very, uh, I should say, cautious of, like, uh, of when reworks are announced. Because it seems that we're overall moving to like a homogenization of, uh, well, how jobs operate. Like, for example, every job, uh, not every job, I should say, but uh, most jobs in the game, most jobs that are in high-end content anyway, uh, most jobs already have like a set, uh, like flow i suppose because every job nowadays is basically built to build up a gauge which then allows you to use that gauge which then allows you to buff in a certain window so all of your attacks come out uh, uh, you know uh, with like these party buffs that you you know have like the highest potency of your attacks with and basically it repeats you build up a gauge you use the ba- uh, you use the gauge and then you uh, build more gauge and spend it during bursts and that's basically what a lot of jobs have come down to and uh, uh, Paladin especially I'm very afraid you okay? I'm good I'm good I'm <laughs> chilling I'm chilling 
I muted yeah. myself on OBS. I do that every time I have like a big like body function, so that way like it doesn't get caught. So like I dude, I oh, like okay. I've sneezed and fucking burped so many times in these podcasts that just doesn't get picked up. So yeah, continue. Yeah, continue fair continue, enough. Continue, fair continue. enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Paladin uh, is is one that I'm actually very like happy that is getting reworked because. Uh, I don't think anyone at all plays that job. And I know that I literally just said like two minutes ago to just let everyone enjoy the job that they want to. Like if someone enjoys a job, good. Like let them, let them, let them have that. Uh, But Paladin is one of those cases where uh, people only enjoy it because it is an inherently clunky class. It is an inherently clunky job. Uh, I mean, it's the, it, it, it's the one tank that for some reason needs a longer pull timer than what most people use just to get their buffs aligned uh, with the, everything correctly. Like, that makes no sense. Like, imagine doing a pull timer just for a fucking a, a, a tank out of all things, bro. Like, the tanks DPS is important because, I mean, every player's DPS is important, at least in high-end content. But uh, for a, a, a paladin dog, like... It's the one job that is just, it, it makes no sense, right? So, uh, but Paladin is an inherently clunky job. It doesn't share a lot of the same uh, versatility and a lot of the same uh, usage that other tanks do. Uh, it ha- it kind of has its own system going. And I guess that's why I personally fly, uh, find it clunky is because it is so different and it does not behave in the same uh, like manners that other tanks do. Like it, it, it kind of is its own thing. But uh, a lot of the, how should I even like say that? Like a lot of the enjoyment that I personally get in fourteen is seeing uh, like what other people are doing, like how other people use their time in fourteen, like. Oh hey, you really like getting glamours. That's really cool. I can see it because your character looks fucking dripped out. Like that's cool. Oh, you're a high-end raider? Hey, that's pretty cool. That's a nice weapon you got there from the ultimate that you completed. Oh, you like doing, I don't know, like Eureka? Hey, I I can tell because you have the title from uh Eureka and shit like that. Like I just like how seeing people spend their time on 14 because it's cool. But I don't ever, ever, and I mean ever, I can't even recall the last time that I saw a paladin, uh, like, out in the wild. And I feel like at that point, when the population for that job is that low, and when no one really gives a shit about it already, I say no one, but I just mean, like, in, in, the, in a larger scheme, like, in, in a larger term, like, no one really seems to care about the, uh, the class. Maybe it does deserve a rework. I know that, uh, you know, people will be upset about it because, uh, of course, people are going to be upset about everything in this game. <laughs> um, it's, it's, I, I think it's for the greater good, uh, at, at least for, at least for the health of, uh, well, Paladin, because, uh, again, no one really seems to be interested in this job. And I mean, them announcing the rework definitely got people excited, myself included, because, you know, I play tanks and everything. Uh, 
I'm, I'm very interested to see what they do because as it stands, I have no intention to ever play Paladin until the rework happens. So when that comes through, I'll definitely be checking it out. I'll definitely interested in uh, what they do with Paladin because I don't really know how uh, how far they'll go with the rework. Um, I don't think that they're ever going to change how the job has like damage over time skills and like a magic rotation. I don't think that's going to change. Um, but I'm I'm still very interested to see what it is that they do with Paladin. Um, but yeah, uh, besides <laughs> a lot of that, um, that has really been that has really been it for me personally. So yeah, I mean, overall, been having an all right time. Things are not too bad at the moment. So you know, you know how it be. <laughs> but actually I was I was gonna use this as a plug for my Twitter, but well, you know, uh it I recently got suspended on there. Uh I, I got I, I got my yeah, account so, back. Uh, yeah, like I, I got it back, but uh I don't know how long <laughs> this will stand. I don't know how long I will continue to have my Twitter account. Oh. But it, it, sorry, damn. <laughs> You good, nigga? Damn, I have no idea what the hell just happened there. It's like <laughs> my throat Technical just like difficulties, out, except they're with your body now. <laughs> <laughs> my throat just like gave out. I have no idea. That's fine. But uh, if you're hearing this and my account is still up, you can go follow me over on Twitter at twitter.com slash kazanerdy. That is twitter.com slash K A. Z-A-N-E-R-D-I. We didn't hear you plug anything, but yeah, I, like I forgot point, to plug. You can go and plug for me, nigga. Go ahead. No, I can't I can't I can't give the honors away. Damn, oh, sorry. I, no, I no, I, too bad. Away. I just gave the honors away. No, 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 no. All right. This, this, this fucking work. loser doesn't want to fucking do it. I guess I'll fucking do it. Jeez. Can't be asked to do fucking anything on this fucking <laughs> podcast. God damn it. Hey, it's out of love. I'm feeling more abuse than a coffee pot in an office. What did he mean by this? What did they mean? What do you mean by that? I'm quoting Shakira (laughs) lyrics. Leave me alone. Um, (laughs) I have to stop myself. Okay, anyway. So if you want to find, follow me. I'm sorry. If you want to find me. And follow me and see what I'm up to. You can go on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok, on YouTube at Y-V-N-G-D-E-N-D-E, Young Dende. That is Y-V-N-G-D-E-N-D-E, Young Dende. All right, Joe. It's a yearly tradition. At the end of every year and the start of the next, we look back on the best games to come out from last year. Now, unfortunately, you only have... Like three, and one of them is debatable as to whether or not it even counts. <laughs> yeah. So, Look, man, it wouldn't be fair for me to give an assessment on a game I haven't right, played. Right. And I'd rather be honest than like come on the podcast and lie about a bunch of games that I haven't played. That makes so, sense. You know, so, here's what yeah. we're going to do we're going to take those last two that you have that are actual 2022 releases that are new games, and we're going we're gonna to hold them. All right. And we're going to sure, go through this yeah. list of 10 games. All right. And once we get to the last two, then we'll let you get your shit off. All right. Sounds good. Hell yeah. Note for 2023, play new games. All right. <laughs> That's a joke. 
All right. These are the this is the 10 best games for 2022, aka the AJH Awards for 2022. All right, we did this last year. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head the games that we gave awards to, but I know that um, It Takes Two and Lost Judgment were the best games from last year, if I can remember correctly. Um, as according to us two, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here are the top 10 best games for 2022. All right. Number 10, Need for Speed Unbound. Um, since we're ranking this based on... <laughs> Since we're ranking this based on games that I actually played, all right, which funnily enough comes out to 10 new games that came out in 22 that I played, Uh, it has to be number 10. Something has to be at the bottom, all right? Went on that whole thing in the intro just to fucking put it in the top 10. There's oh, only man. 10. I've only played 10 new releases. <laughs> yeah, this year. but it's, it's so, still kind of funny. It, it, it's it's hilarious. Funny. It looks so bad. That's why I, was, that's why I had to pause. All right. Mm. But yes, uh, yeah, number 10. On, I just, on. I couldn't bring myself to finish it. Um, and the little time I had with it, I was spent complaining about why the other one was better in that certain area that I was focusing on in the two hours that I had played it. So it doesn't really qualify. It gets hit at number 10. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. bye-bye, I guess. Make a better <laughs> game criteria, please. Number nine. Already, this one's going to be controversial. Elden Ring. All the way down at number nine. Okay. I, I stopped playing it, and I never picked it back up. Because I was Damn. too fucking bored. I wandered off too far from the main path and I forgot how to go back. <laughs> Listen, I was one Bro. time I was really toasted and I was just looking around exploring the world. And I was like, man, this is like incredible world design. And I wandered off really far and I got lost. <laughs> okay. Like I was taking tours of poison swamps, killing crabs one minute and then the next God knows where I was at. I went all the way to the fucking tree. I think that giant light fucking tree. And then oh, I was like, yeah. man, I'm fighting guys that are killing me in one hit. I should probably turn around. Where do I go? So, I mean, the worlds look good, though. So I'll give it that much. Mm-hmm. Number eight. Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. Finally, we're at the bottom for games I actually didn't play. I didn't not that I didn't play. I didn't finish because I started playing this. And then I put it down because I wanted to play it with someone else. And then I could not for an entire year find someone else to play it with because no because people either didn't own it or, you know, uh, they they couldn't hop on fucking PlayStation so I could uh, game share it. You know what I mean? Or, or I, I, share play. I wonder share if uh, that's referring to anyone. I that's referring play. to like five different people. So be fucking specific, <laughs> dude. Like five different people. I tried to get them to play this with me and it just didn't work. So mm-hmm. it's not working out. So I have to put that at the bottom because I just didn't finish it. But every other game on this list, I played to completion. All right. So fear not. Mm-hmm. Number seven, Trek to Yomi. This game was good. Um, but the problem is it's not done and it won't be done ever. And the combat feels very unfinished. Um, and that's a problem that not just I, but pretty much everyone else had was that the combat is satisfying but very much still in development is what it feels like so is this like an early access game or? no it, it's a full release it's called trek oh. to yomi 
We talked mm-hmm. about it on the podcast back in the summer. Yeah. It's just I remember that, you saying that, that you weren't really a big, uh, like a huge fan of it, but that it was. I, right. Yeah, it's that the, the 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 design of like the environments and like the presentation is really good. You know what I mean? The music is really good. It's the combat is so fucking bad. Like it's got like a like a what feels like a second input delay. Like it's so fucked. Hmm. Well, like everything else about it is great except for the one thing it needed to have that was good. So. Yeah, no. Trek to Yomi all the way at number seven. I I can't. It it's only above the other ones because I actually finished it. If this was if <laughs> I, if I had actually finished like Unbound and Elden Ring and Lego Star Wars, this would be at the bottom of the list. But because I choose to be fair to every game that I rank, you know what I mean. It it gets this. Uh, you know what I mean. This ranking. So mm-hmm. number six, Saints Row. Man, it's that high. Jesus, it's better than Trek. It's not that it's high. It's that I a finished it and b it's better than Trek to Yomi. Neither of those things I really consider to be praise. All right, I finished it because I thought that it would get better, and it never really did. The gameplay is certainly more fun when you're at the end and you get to use all the goofy weapons, but like, just it's just not what it was supposed to be, which was a better version of Saints Row the Third that has more of the tone and you know gameplay of Saints Row Two, and it just couldn't be that. And the developers tried to say it was, and then they also tried to say it wasn't, and then they got really weird and nasty about it, because there's always a fucking crop of people who chooses to be, like, really politically weird about this whole thing, and choose to get mad mm-hmm. when there's black people and Asians and Latinas and shit, alright? Which means that everyone else who tried to call the game shit got, like, lumped in with them, you know what I mean? So it's like, uh... this this game is, 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 is so fucked, it's so poor, it didn't even meet their sales expectations, which means that I hope that they don't make another one. Stop it. Volition haven't made a quality game in like um thir- 14 years, maybe. So Saints Row 2 came game? out. Oh, okay. Saints Row 3 was the start of everything that sucks about the new the, the newer games. Fucking Agents of Mayhem was genuinely awful in every <laughs> aspect. Like Red Faction's been dead forever, and the I don't even think Volition handled the remaster. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, what do they got? Nothing. Mm-hmm. So Saints Row sucks. Don't play it, please. Don't waste your money. I have two other people I know who play Saints Row who who, who like the franchise that I do that didn't even bother to talk. The one of them didn't even bother to finish this beyond the first two hours, and the other one refuses to play it. Period. So that should tell you Valid. something about what fans Valid. think about it. So. Number five, Modern Warfare Two. <laughs> another another one. This of, uh... game <laughs> has so much about it that is so very frustrating. So much of its design is genuinely bad, and predatory, and fucking awful. But there are some parts of it that are really good that hold all of that up, which is why it's actually not another yearly disappointment, surprisingly. Um, Which is what COD was being for a while. Vanguard certainly wasn't a high point for the fucking franchise. Um, But Modern Warfare 2 is just decent in all the ways it needs to be to get me to keep playing it. And as soon as we get off this call, I'm probably going to play some more. So... (laughs) But moving on, we're actually moving on to games that I think are genuinely worthy of praise, your time, and your money. 
But I, 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 you should get Modern Warfare, Joe, so we can play. <laughs> so we can play. We'd have fun. Um. Anyways, number four, TMNT Shredder's Revenge. Now, before you say anything, this hmm. game out of nowhere, like a month ago, got a really big update that gave it a, its own next gen version and added a bunch of stuff that was needed in terms of gameplay and content. Oh, okay. I have called this update. The original name of Donnie Must Die. <laughs> All right. Okay. The difficulty that kind of, that goes hard. Is, goes hard. It, yeah. yeah. Don, uh, Donnie may cry. All right. Listen. <laughs> this game used to be a fun enough beat em up that didn't actually incentivize you to learn how to play it. That's my That was my main criticism, was that this game does not want you or teach you how to get better at it the way streets of rage 4 does all right and since then the developers have started making an effort to actually introduce those things right the taunt button can be disabled entirely it can also be um it also when it's used only charges one bar of super and can't be spammed all right which is a massive criticism that i had was that we would all, I mean, my friends and I would always be charging our supers, letting them out, charging them up, letting them out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they fixed it. And they've also added in the ability for grabs to make you invincible, which why that wasn't in the game on fucking release when that's literally the bog standard for any game in the beat em up genre, you know, makes no sense to me. But hey, it's better late than never, right? And they added in uh, difficulty option, another difficulty option as well to make it harder, you know, which is why I call mm-hmm. it Donnie Must Die. I think. Oh, okay. And yeah, then they added sense, a though. bunch more uh, dip switches for the arcade mode. So it's like, finally, they're moving in the right direction. If only we can get a training mode. All right. We'd be fine. The <laughs> only thing I would change about the game period is that I would get rid of the character leveling system. I don't like when beat em ups have those. I didn't like it in Scott Pilgrim and I don't like it here. Um, I want all of my tools to be available to me from the start. All right. Yeah, that, that, that is fair. standard. You know what I mean? I want mm-hmm. my progression in a beat em up to be fueled by my desire to get better and not the game telling me through an EXP level on a new unlock for my character that I've gotten better. Because, you know what I mean? If I were getting better, I wouldn't need to use all these new flashy toys because all the fucking toys I'd need would be at my disposal from the beginning and I'd have to learn how to use them that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. that if they ever do make another TMNT beat em up game in this style, from these same people please just take that out that's the only thing you need to remove i don't mind the unlockable characters but don't leave my moves um and upgrades to my health and uh whatever meters like don't ever make those upgradable you know what i mean mm-hmm. that should be dependent yeah, that's how much health and meter you have should be dependent on the difficulty level you're playing on at least in my in my view so i think that's a pretty fair take honestly that's pretty fair yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you could tell by the way that I really sat down to explain that one that, like, I really have a lot of thoughts, and I really like it, so. Hell yeah. All right, we're getting close to number three. Stray. Game have cat. Game good. (laughs) That is really underselling how much I like the environment and puzzle design, but yeah, those are good, but also, like, me play cat. Me like this. (laughs) Me have cat IRL. Also like that cat. <laughs> so. All right. I need to get me one of those. We're moving on to number two. Joe, this is where you come in with your 
two new games that you've played in 2022. What is your number two best game of 2022? That's a lot of twos. That is a lot of twos. Shit. The Silver Award of uh, the AJAH Game Awards from me has to go to Metal Hellsinger. Now, I, I, I believe I briefly brought it up earlier this year during the, uh, like the, the Steam, oh, what is it called? Uh, the Next Fest, when there were a bunch of indie games, uh, like, uh, showing off their demos and, yes, like, I uh, like, early access. Yeah, all that. Um, I brought up Metal Hellsinger, and I was very excited to actually, uh, you know, play this game when it fully released and man oh man i my my hype was very well met uh the the game definitely lived up to uh the excitement i had for it because i think that this is probably the best shooter that i've played uh in in recent that, that have come out in recent years anyways um nothing about it is like extremely like unique like a lot the, the entire how the game works is basically the exact same as bpm bullets per minute bullets per minute uh bullets per minute and uh it's if you've played that game you've also basically played this one but this one i think uh metal hellsinger definitely does what uh bpm does but just so much better like the music, maybe I'm just like an edgelord and I'm just like living in denial. I don't really know. But uh, I I just prefer the music and I really like the state. The, oh man, the stages in this game. It feels it feels like the good, uh, I guess like the, the, the classic Doom games. Uh, I don't know how recently you've played those games, but... Uh, as much as I don't like revisiting them for the sake of gameplay, their level design is actually pretty sick. Like, it, it, it goes hard. It goes hard. And that is very much a compliment to Metal Hellsinger. The stages are so unique. They're uh, the grand amount of vistas that you visit uh, during the game is uh, it's just uh, so good. Um, and along with the enemy design, the enemy design is pretty cool as well. Uh, the, you, you see a bunch of new enemies come in basically uh, at every moment during the game, uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, the, the, I mean, for a small indie game like this one, I did not expect it to have like <laughs> really the fluidity uh, and the uh, combat... Uh, Oh man, I I I had the word. I it just slipped out of my mind. But this game just feels so good to play, and it's right there with Ultra Kill. Like the, the this game and Ultra Kill are pretty pretty close, in my opinion, of like the best shooters that I've released in recent times that I can really uh, consider new. Anyways, um, but yeah, it's just this this I cannot praise this game enough. <laughs> it is. 
so good. I mean, it's sitting at 97% positive on Steam. So if I can't personally convince you to, I think all those other thousand, few thousand people can. Because <laughs> it's, 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 it's good. It's good. And I mean, uh, I didn't even mention up until now, uh, one of the songs, uh, I forgive me for not being able to pronounce his name, but the lead vocalist from uh, System of a Down actually uh, made a song for this game. And like it, it goes it, it goes exactly as hard as you'd expect it to. <laughs> me like a dad. Me like a dad. Me like yeah, that. It's, yeah, it's good. It's good, bro. Like, it, this, everything about this game is just, it's so good. I don't know if it's releasing on... Uh, PS5 because I do know that it is on uh, Xbox the, the series consoles, uh, but if it does, if it ever drops on whatever platform you like to play on, I would definitely recommend checking it out. It is one of the highlights, one of the hidden gems of this year. Uh, like it, it did get a lot of uh, some, I, I should say, some recognition because only a few people that I personally know have even like heard about the game. Uh, but it's so good. It is a title you should definitely check out. I, I personally would recommend it at full price. But if it's on sale, don't even consider it. Just fucking get it. You will not regret it. I promise. It is such a good game. Such a fun game. And the music is banging. I don't know what else. Uh, I don't know how else I can really compliment this game. Because it it is just that good. It is a very simple game. But it doesn't need to. Not every game needs to be complex in order to be good. So that's how I feel about it. It's earned the silver, the silver award for me, for sure, without a doubt in my mind. Now, with that said, Adam, might I have the honors of knowing what you put as your silver for Game Awards 2022? Yes, the Silver AJAH Award goes to the King of Fighters 15. KOF, baby. <laughs> uh, yeah, if only the online was not fucking dog shit, but that's getting fixed, so I'm going to live with it. <laughs> They're putting fucking rollback in, in Sam's show, all right, so they got to do something about this online, but KOF 15 is still solid. A lot of content, a lot of characters, a lot of fun times, a lot of fun fighting systems. 2022 has been very dry for fighting game releases, but KOF was holding it down. I was so excited for this to play it. I got my I got my early access. I played most of the game uh, that I ended up playing this year in that early access, just grinding it, you know, playing online and doing shit like that. But man, um, fucking love this game. The game's good. Incredible marketing campaign. Fun fucking like like I just don't know how to say it. it's just fun. This game is awesome. Like you like oh man, I had so much fun unlocking all the music too. But, like, man, I'm fucking geeked about KOF 15. Like, it just, it felt like it did everything right. It did everything that I could expect a fighting game in the modern age to do. You know what I mean? Except for have good online. <laughs> what is even wrong with the online? Is the netcode just bad or is... Or I guess like, it is. What's... I don't remember these issues existing in the beta, which is why it's so confusing to me. You know? Mm-hmm. But it's just like when it gets a good connection, it gets a good connection. It just takes a long time to match make, you know. So that's the issue. That's hmm. that, that that's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. Honestly. Yeah, but when you when it's you like, play like casual matches and you're playing like a player match with like your friend, you know what I mean? Like it works perfectly fine. But just yeah, man. It takes a while. Yeah, 
that's that's how I was looking at the game because I was thinking of picking it up myself and I wanted to like uh, well, like get some people on, get some people to play. And now with crossplay, hey, I'm just saying. Hey. What are you saying that to me for? <laughs> what are you saying that to me for? I'm saying that to you because I'm I'm suggesting the fact that I might pick it up and we can play it sometime. But anyways, yeah, yeah. yeah whenever like, when you get the fucking time, when you get the fucking time, yeah. <laughs> well, it's just, yeah, the matchmaking is the one thing that I've heard about yeah, it. It's, the one and it's just jumping me off. <laughs> but, but it's still good. Yeah, still good. Still fucking great. But besides all that, all all the ballyhoo. It's time to get to the real business, Joe. What is, in your opinion, not just deserving of an AJH award, but is deserving of the title of the best game, game of the year? Of 2022. You know, we're really building up all this suspense when really everyone that has come in and listened to even a single episode of this podcast should know my answer. But the gold award, the game of the year for 2022 for me has to go to Elden Ring. That's just it's 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 too easy man it is it is too easy to give elden ring game of the year elden for 2022 elden it little little yes uh elden ring <laughs> um i i feel like everything that uh can be said about this game has already been said i've already sung its praises before and so have the millions of other people that have already played the game and expressed their love for it uh have have also done like 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 just like them uh i love this game <laughs> i love elden ring um it i i just don't even know what i can really say about it cuz <laughs> everyone everyone already knows how how like how elden ring has been received um but yeah, I mean, Elden Ring is just a great step forward for from software because now that they no longer want to really work on any of the Dark Souls games, uh, it's still uh, good to know that um, they're not completely letting it go because a lot of the combat style and a lot of the gameplay of Elden Ring is basically. Uh, taken from the Dark Souls games. But Elden Ring is much more than just, like, a a Dark Souls, like, uh, asset flip. It it is a lot more than that. It introduces so much more that the other Dark Souls games didn't have. And, yeah, it's it's just good to see that, uh, like, it's good to see that even though... FromSoft has no interest in making any more Dark Souls games. That they're still they're still keeping the formula. They still got the sauce. Like, um, yeah, it's it's just a fantastic game, and I I am fully aware that it is not for everyone, and that's completely fine. Like, if you do not like Elden Ring, that that's cool. But wow, uh, finally, a fucking not delusional Souls player. Holy <laughs> shit. I mean, I've 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 always kind of uh, like been on that though. Like, if you don't like Dark Souls, that's fine. But uh, you can't. Uh, uh, just a lot of the 
a lot of the like criticism I see towards those games isn't really fair in my opinion. Because uh, like, you know what? Never mind. That's like a whole different. No, nah, say it. Oh, open it up. Open it up. No. Open it up. No, no, no. no. And there's a. There's, I do there, not want a... peace. I want problems <laughs> always. <laughs> <laughs> there's always a time for that, but I mean, I feel like during this uh, holding ceremony... back his inner Dark Souls fan because, like, I I don't know if I said it before <laughs> on the podcast, but I know I've said it before. Period. And Dark Souls fans are the Eminem fans of video games. <laughs> so uh, true. I'm not gonna not gonna go into that. I'm not gonna. You say. know I'm right. You uh, know I'm right. You I'm know it. Me. You know you have those Eminem fan tendencies, and you know they come out when you talk about Dark Souls. All right. Uh, anyways, <laughs> anyways, just to not. Involve myself further in that. <laughs> you got caught, you got I, dude. I, 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 I just love being a geek about these games. That's it. My, my fault, bro. <laughs> uh, yeah, just Elden Ring. Elden Ring is uh, it's, it, it's the game of the year. It, it, it is the game of the year. I mean, it did get the award and everything, which actually genuinely did surprise me because as much as I love Elden Ring and as much as I, other people seem to love Elden Ring. Uh, these PlayStation blockbuster games always seem to be the favorite of the year, and I was actually pleasantly surprised and happy to see that Elden Ring actually won. And I know that you really asked me that, uh, or told me you 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 just straight up told me that yeah no Elden Ring is gonna win over uh, God of War, and I was still a little bit hesitant as an Elden Ring fan myself because like you know it's God of War, it's it, it's God of War, bro. so. I know and, how serious people love to meet, right? Uh, Dark Souls. So, listen. Yeah, that, that's fair. I Again, think that's fair it's too. the inner Eminem fan that exists in every Souls fan. I'm telling you, <laughs> it's in there. It's like, you know that picture that white kid and it's like half of his face and the other half is Eminem and it's like the Eminem <laughs> yes. in me? That's yes. every Dark Souls fan. All right? <laughs> it's like fucking, it's like, you know that that TikTok trend where it's like, just because you haven't seen the beast doesn't mean it isn't there. Be nice to oh, people. Yeah. It's like yeah. that. It's like you see a Dark Souls fan. It's you see like the Bloodborne Hunter or, or the Tarnish or whatever. And then the, the pendulum swings over and it's Marshall Mathers. It's fucking the real Slim Shady. All right. It's it's like that. It's the, it's the same shit. Oh, and you're laughing oh because you know I'm right. Like that's the problem. I I just don't even know how to refute that, man. I don't even know. Like, <laughs> there's nothing you can do because it's that, right. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I I I guess I'll wrap it up there, though, because I mean, uh, yeah, like 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 I said, th- this game has already been talked about plenty enough and nothing i will say really will really add to that conversation although adam is not wrong i uh (laughs) i i I still sorry damn what the hell is going on bro am i like getting sick i don't want to be getting sick good job hell no uh even though you're right adam i'm still gonna love this game aggressively like i I, i'm not gonna like uh, be sorry for it it's just it's just a good game. It's and that's just how it is. That's why he's the goat. But with that, with all of that, Adam, 
I need to know now. What would be your game of the year for 2022? What game is worthy enough to deserve such a fitting title? I need to know. The AJAH Gold Award for Game of the Year 2022 goes to Sifu. <gasps> that really? fuck no shit. It's the one <laughs> new game I didn't mention on my fucking thing. All right. Sifu. Man, damn, what a good ass game. <laughs> I fucking cannot believe how good that game is. It has no right to be so good. It has no right to be so fun. But it is. It has no right to be so well designed. It has no right to be so tight and fluid and fun. But it is. It has no right to have such meaningful progression, but it does. And even even though I love this game, even though this is my favorite game of 2022 and thus far my favorite game of the generation, all right, I still do have issues with it. Um, I think that though the hard difficulty is nice, that the levels weren't necessarily balanced around it, which can, even though I'm like a very advanced player, I've got like 100 hours, I've unlocked all the modifiers, done all the goals, unlocked all the outfits, beaten the game at the age of 20 without dying, gotten the platinum, all done all this stuff. You know what I mean? Um, I can still feel like a little cheated sometimes because the game can sometimes be a little goofy. You know what I mean? A little silly. Yeah, I also really don't like how they took away your ability to use focus moves for the final boss. I feel like that makes no sense, like, game design-wise. I know you want to make the game, like, difficult. Uh, You want to make the final battle difficult and really test out your ability to avoid and parry, and I get that. And trust me, at the level I'm at, I could beat that boss without even fucking blinking, all right? But I still don't think it makes any sense, and I don't know why you take it away. And I think if you're going to do another game like this, which you very much should, considering this is, like, Everything Absolver should have been, you know, just without the multiplayer. Um, mm-hmm. Don't do that next time. Either put the moves in, let me use them through the whole game, or don't put the moves in at all. Don't dilly dally between. And this game isn't even done receiving content updates because this year we're still going to get another big update, which is the biggest one so far. We're going to add in a whole new game mode and even more unlockables and more outfits. All right. So looking forward to losing my fucking life again. Um, but yes, yeah, Sifu is is game of the year 2022. I wouldn't have it any other way. But 2023 is looking really good for games. There's a lot of releases this year. Like just in this month alone, we're gonna get like uh, I'm pre I'm gonna like Hogwarts Legacy is coming out like next month. We got also got like Skull and Bones and like Jedi Survivor and Resident Evil Four and all that Street Fighter Six and Tekken Eight. You know what I mean? So 2023 mm-hmm. is packed. Yeah. 2023 is it is stacked. For game releases and i can't it actually is yeah now that now that you say that yeah kind of forgot how much shit is releasing next year <laughs> or this this year jesus christ <laughs> mm-hmm. this year so with that that will conclude the ajh awards let's move on to other topics Hell, Do you have any news? Yeah. not any that are uh, really <laughs> again 
Yeah, yeah. I've basically told you what I've been up to. No, I mean like gaming news. Did you have like any time. anything you've seen, like any articles you have, or anything that you thought was interesting. Considering that I was uh, suspended on Twitter for a little bit, which caused me to just not even open that site to just look at tweets. Uh, which actually, I'm kind of, I'm like, I'm kind of thankful for, bro. My life has significantly improved since then. Uh, <laughs> I I don't really uh, I'm not really not really sure I'm not I haven't really seen anything like that's been crazy that's been popping. All right, uh, it, it is the holidays though, so yeah, it, it is, is kind of to be expected. You know, things are slow. Well, it's a good if you thing. Have anything. Video game news, not so much, but in the world of Puro, oh man, I got the world. So we're going to start out with news as of Friday, January 6th, because we're only an hour and 18 minutes into the 7th and there aren't any big news stories. But but the biggest news story that could have possibly happened this year happened on the sixth day. All right. Vince McMahon is back, baby. Oh, we're up against the machine. He's back. All right. (laughs) <laughs> okay anyways he is officially the, the the new chairman of the board all right whether that have, will eventually affect creative and like the uh you know on-screen in-ring product no one knows yet uh but he's still the director and he wants to sell the company all right and he came back to do that which is really funny because this has defied all expectations the stock price is up 16 percent since he came back i thought the company would fall immediately to pieces what is this? Yeah, I've been lied to. What? <laughs> but it hasn't. That's interesting. One of the potential man. buyers is, of course, the unfortunately alive Mohammed bin Salman, a.k.a. Mohammed Bonesaw, a.k.a. the guy who ordered the death of Jamal Khashoggi within the Saudi consulate. No, I'm not going to forgive that. No, I'm never going to give up bringing that up. And yes, I know the United States has committed many war crimes, but still the Saudi government must pay because they keep interfering in shit that I like. So fuck you and your mother uh, if you don't like me bringing that up. Uh, but besides that, though, Tell the emerged, truth. I'm just Hell doing yeah. it. Just spitting my game. All right. Talking my <laughs> shit. I drank one of the Stone Cold Steve Austin beers while you were talking and it's already hitting me. All right. So <laughs> forgive me if I'm feeling a little ruthless right now, but that's a joke and that's neither here nor there. But seriously, though, uh, he's emerged as a potential buyer. Him and like Disney. You know what I mean? Disney? So, what? Yeah. Why the WWE would want to be owned by Disney? I don't know. Um, what, uh, what, that is they're a potential buyer. They're trying to shop it out for like four, four or five billion dollars. Okay, so ah, okay, yeah, let's be real. Makes sense. Disney Makes only sense. guys are going to flip that kind of bill. Warner Brothers has no use for that kind of shit because they already own Warner Brothers Discovery, which owns the television contract for AEW. But we can get to that later. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, Vinny Mac is back. That's the funniest shit in the world to me. I feel like I had to bring that up considering I smoked his. I smoked that Opac live on air. All right. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Do I feel stupid? No, I don't. Fuck that nigga. Anyway. So we can move on to like a less extreme news story because I'm going to save the biggest, or I shouldn't say biggest, but most important to me for last. Um, we're finally in a new era of Dynamite. We got a new intro, new everything. And it's starting off strong, you know. Um, we're getting pretty much every new star under the books for the last year is getting like a massive push came out today that that soup that Takeshita is getting a massive push which is my fucking boy all right so i'm happy to hear about that uh speaking of him he's gonna be wrestling wrestling brian danielson next week on dynamite which i got my fucking tissues and lotion preloaded so i can masturbate and match is gonna <laughs> fucking bang 
That match is going to fucking bang. All right. It's it's Danielson, who's the greatest wrestler alive, and Takeshita, who is like the future of the business in one match. My boys, my boys are in that ring. All right. Adam is about to Uh, come. I'm going to come. But on Dynamite, (laughs) right, we saw we had a fun match. We had a, a Brian Danielson versus Tony Nese, which was cool. It was a very short match. Brian Danielson doing his thing. But afterwards, um, he challenged MJF, current champion, to not just a match, but a 60-minute Ironman match at the pay-per-view in March. All right, and Max agreed to it, but on the condition that Danielson wrestle an opponent for the next every every week for the next five weeks. All right, every week on Dynamite, he has to have one match and he has to win in order to become number one contender so he can wrestle him at the pay-per-view in March. So next week, he's going to be wrestling Takeshita, which we know he's going to win because they need that pay-per-view match to sell tickets, and also because it's fucking Danielson. But we also know it's going to be hot, all right, because it's two hoopers in the ring doing their thing, nigga. It's going to be a fucking (laughs) banger match, all right? And then also we had a match between Chris Jericho and Ricky Starks. This match was incredible, all right? All right, here's the thing. I've mentioned, I've talked about Chris Jericho a lot and how he's not the GOAT and how I hate his politics, but he's an all right dude, okay? But there's one thing about his in-ring work that I don't like, and it's his work punches. I don't like his striking at all. I think his striking looks like shit, all right? And the issue with Jericho, right, is that he has the cheat code to an amazing heat segment, but he never knows how to work proper heat segments without it, right? That cheat code being the walls of Jericho. It's a perfect, easy heel submission to put on the baby face to make the crowd believe he's going to tap it's a very easy submission too it's just you're sitting on the guy all right you're holding his legs up and crouching all right i could do that shit in my sleep all right but like every other heat segment that jericho has doesn't work but this time it did all right because not only did jericho put on the walls of jericho but he had his 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 flunkies on the outside hit Ricky Starks in the face to make the referee think that he passed out from the submission, right? But while she was checking him, he wakes up from the fucking walls of Jericho from getting fucking hit while he was in that shit, and he manages to break out and win. It's the craziest That's shit in the world. Jericho, <laughs> dude, I'm telling you, Jericho is out here making these light skin fucking niggas look fucking incredible, dude. All right, it, light skins are winning in 2023. I'm telling you. <laughs> all right, light skins are on top. All right, I fucking love this shit. And then, of course, we had the greatest homegrown talents in AEW history, the acclaimed. They wrestled a match with Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett, and I fucking hate Jeff Jarrett, but man, this match was incredible. They had a very, very hardcore false finish in the match where uh, uh, fucking Bowens got pinned near the edge of the ring. He put his foot up on the rope, all right, to break the pin. But not only did the ref not see it, but someone knocked his foot off and they called the match and they made Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett the new tag champions, right? But then another referee came in, challenged that calling and forced the match to continue and the acclaimed one and they retained. It was incredible, all right? They, they, they wrapped, <laughs> ba- they, Max Caster came out, he wrapped bars about how, you know, TNA stands for total nonstop acclaimed, you know, rapping more about fucking karen jared aka karen angle uh aka fucking uh karen angle all right wild wild lyrics this week all right it was incredible there's more crotch chopping from daddy ass which is always fun all right i love how they keep referencing the dx lore it's really it really pops me every time and yeah just another banger for the acclaimed who would have fucking thought huh 
can't you keep trusting <laughs> these guys to keep putting out bangers. All right. And because we didn't have the show on Christmas, I wasn't able to talk about this, but I literally watched the greatest women's match I've ever seen in my life. All right. On AEW TV. And I have a copy of it saved in my mega just because of how good it was. Uh, Jamie Hader versus Hikaru Shida for the women's title on the Christmas show. Oh, oh. this match is too good. It's matches too good. It's too good. It is, like I said, the greatest women's match I've ever seen in my life. And I can send it to you if you if you want to watch it, but let me tell you, it's going to ruin something for you because you're never going to see a match this good in your life ever again. That's how good this is. All right. I Like the false finishes were incredible. She ate like three Haterade lariats. All right. It was, it was so hype. The crowd was on their feet screaming. That's how good it was. Man. But that was on like those showed like two weeks ago. So like it, it, it hasn't really done much right now. It's leading. It, it, there was an angle after that. Uh, for the next like two weeks, it's leading to the match, a women's a tag match next week that people are saying Mercedes is supposed to debut at. But if we're going to talk about Mercedes, we got to talk about Wrestle Kingdom 17, all right, which happened also on January 4th. But it was Japan time, so it was like five in the morning, all right. Mm-hmm. Wrestle Kingdom was incredible, all right. The biggest story to come out of it was, of course, that Mercedes Monet, the artist formerly known as Sasha Banks, has debuted in New Japan slash stardom and is challenging Kyrie for the IWGP women's title at the Battle for the Valley in February. All right. February 8th, streaming live on Fight. All right. Buy it. All right. <laughs> but yes, that was the biggest story. People think she's going to AEW. I personally do. But if she doesn't, it's going to be really weird because they keep teasing it on the TV. There's no reason for Dr. Britt Baker to call herself the boss, wink. Literally winking at the camera as she says it. All right. On your Wait, television product. Mean? Sasha Banks used to call herself the boss. Right. If you look at her, she has like the brass knucks that say like legit boss. You know what I mean? The boss. That's her whole gimmick. Mm-hmm. That she's the boss. In stardom in New Japan, she's the CEO. All right. But like her whole gimmick is that she's the boss. So. Okay. Oh, OK. Yeah, she's the I blueprint. See it. I see it. All right. But besides I, that. I, I can see it. Yeah. Yes. So. That was that was that was like the biggest news story leading in. That's why I watched it. Why everybody watched. All right, but the biggest, the best part of the night didn't come until the semi-main event. All right, it was called the co-main event, but it was the second to last match. It's the semi-main event. No one's gonna fucking, no one's fucking gonna tell you about that. Mm-hmm. All right, Kenny Omega versus Will Osprey for the IWGP United States title. Man, six sevens. It's like six point two five stars. That's what I think I rated it. That's what I think Dave Meltzer rated it too. This match was incredible. Out and by 10? incredible, no, out of five. Oh, okay, okay. I was going to say, how's that? <laughs> no, okay, okay. five-star banger means you get a 100% score, all right? But this got a 6.25. This was incredible. I watched Kenny Omega fucking stomp through a table onto Will Ospreay, then look through the table like The Shining, all right? It was incredible. All right, I watched... Fucking Kenny Omega DDT Will Ospreay onto exposed turnbuckles. The Crimson Mask. As Will Ospreay legitimately shoot kicked Kenny Omega in the eye with the cheeky Nando's kick. All right. Oh my God. This match. It was it was incredible. There's never anything like it. Kenny Omega 
I know I tweeted this out because I was freaking out, but he made his entrance officially as the one-winged angel, because that's the name of his finisher. But this time, he actually got Nobuo Uematsu to license out one-winged angel for him to come out to in the Sephiroth gear to the one-winged angel, and the f- fucking, like, the fire... Uh, like, his Titantron was, was literally the black angel wing. Then it was fire and he turned around and looked at the camera to recreate the Nibelheim moment I was losing no my mind way. I was losing this it this dude's a fucking geek holy his, shit dude, his I signature is him. his signature I is named him. V Trigger dude come on now Kenny Omega oh, was dude. out here <laughs> dude he was at CEO this uh, this past year okay like Kenny Omega is a legit nerd alright I found out about him in a fight stick ad that's how I learned he existed all right. In a fight stick ad? Oh my god. An ad for the <laughs> Razor Pantera Evo fight stick. There, right, there was a there was a website where you or on the Razor website you can go see and they have a bunch of action shots of Kenny Omega using it. All right. That's how I found out he existed. All right. So let's 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 be real here. But um let's see. I want you to watch this. I want to get your full reaction. Yeah, yeah. It's only like a couple minutes. Here you go. This is his entrance from Wrestle Kingdom 17. This past, look at this. Uh, this past Wednesday. Oh, okay. 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 Uh, that's sick. That's yeah, sick, yes, I, yes, I okay. know. Right, I know. Right. Yeah, that's it. That's all like, you're going to see. That's everything. But yes, I'm telling you. That's, that that's shit was crazy. Cool. I was watching it. And I'm like, no fucking way. Like, when, when, like I was watching it in the Discord, right? And everybody was, and everybody in the Russell Pierce Discord, they were like, "Oh, this is like a new song," and I'm like, "Yeah," because it hadn't kicked in yet. But as soon as he stretched out the arm and it went into One Winged Angel, I'm like, "Dude, that's the One Winged Angel! That's the fucking One Winged Angel!" All right, that's, that's the fucking, so fucking that is cool. the Sephiroth theme song from Final Fantasy fucking seven, fucking Advent Children, fucking all this shit. All right, I was in that shit, losing it. I was like, they fucking did the Nibelheim moment. It was wild. It was it was like the. Oh, it was good. It was really good. And that's to say nothing of the actual quality of the match, which was fucking phenomenal. Fuck. It, like, go, go. Listen, you didn't hear this from me, but you can go on fucking watchprowrestling.org and you can find the pay-per-view there. All right. But you didn't hear it from me. All right. Hmm. I didn't say anything. Didn't, yeah, I, I didn't even hear anything. I will definitely Seek not be taking this, out uh, this taking match. Of this. Seek out this match and watch it because it is so <laughs> fucking good. It is so fucking good. It's not Kenny Omega's best match. It's not Will Ospreay's best match. But it's better than pretty much everything else you can watch in wrestling right now. So that says that's a pretty sick. That's pretty sick. <sighs> I gotta, I gotta, I gotta give it to you. I gotta give it to you. Uh, this is, this is definitely maybe putting me on. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> like, listen, listen, this is good. Not. It's good. It's like when uh, at his intro, I think Wrestle Kingdom uh, 15 or it was like 14 or 15, I think, where he came out, where he had a whole intro skit where he showed up like naked and there was like the guy in like the leather jacket with like his flunkies and Kenny Omega was the Terminator. And then he came out and he actually had like the leather jacket and the shotgun and like a fake Terminator eye kind of deal that made him look like an exposed T-800, you know? It was cool. But this, this one is is probably better. I, oh, man. <laughs> I get it, man. I, I totally understand. It, and then the commentary guys 
were like, this may not be the Final Fantasy for the Challenger. I'm like, shut the fuck up, Kevin Kelly. I hear you. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I I lost it. Wrestle Kingdom 17 was incredible. I haven't watched Wrestle Kingdom uh, since 2020. So this is this has been good. It's been good. And with that, that's everything I've got. So, yeah. You want to send people home happy, Joe? It's been been good. It's been good. It's nice to have you back. It's nice to be back here recording with you, Adam. You're right. So I thank you guys for joining us, not just for this podcast, but for season two as a whole and for 2022 as a whole. And moving Mm -hmm. forward to 2023, we promise to be better. We promise to be more consistent. And uh, we promise to just stay funny. And that's as much as I can say and wish for. So with that, I will see you guys next week. Please fucking share and like the podcast. You know what I mean? Every a little bit goes a long way. And follow us on social media. We'll see you next week. Fucking goodbye. Love y'all. Mm-hmm.